Chapter 12 of Pee Wee Harris, FOB Bridgeboro. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jason Gerber. Pee Wee Harris, FOB Bridgeboro by Percy Keith Fitzhugh. Chapter 12 In Camp. When they awoke in the morning, they heard the steady patter of rain on their little shelter. The downpour, broken by the friendly trees, fell gently on the tent. But looking out, they could see that the rain was coming down in torrents. The sky was dull and cheerless. "'Rain before seven, clear before eleven, said Pee-wee. "'Only it's half-past eight. Do you call that logic?' laughed Townsend. "'I bet Liz is good and wet.' I should have turned the seats upside down and tied my raincoat over the hood. No matter. She ought to squeak fine after this. Last year I had her singing the Star Spangled Banner after a three days' rain. What shall we do? Eat? He asked, rubbing his eyes and surveying the woods. How'd you sleep? Some rain, hey? I'm going to start a fire and make coffee, said Pee-wee. Now that's what I call a real inspiration, said Townsend sleepily. I didn't hear the alarm clock, did you? There isn't any, said Pee-wee. That's probably why I didn't hear it. <sighs> Townsend yawned. Where are you going to get dry wood? Didn't you see me roll that piece of log under the tent last night? Pee-wee asked him. That's one of the things you always have to do, first of all, in case it rains the next day. Now where would you be if I hadn't brought my bell axe? I'd be in tears said Townsend. We haven't got much gasoline to burn. We might fry some griddle cakes on the engine, I suppose. I wonder if we could beat eggs with the fan. You start getting things ready while I trot over and wake Liz up. He soon returned, reporting that the car was all right, and better for sleeping in the fresh air. He found Pee-wee valiantly demolishing the small end of the log, which he had thoughtfully put under the cover of the night before. A merry little fire was soon blazing away under a tree, defying the rain, and pretty soon the fragrant odor of coffee permeated the damp air. If you ever hear anyone say anything against coffee, tell him that he has probably never been stalled in a little tent in the woods on a rainy day. If he continues to talk against it, don't listen to him. Walk away. He is like a man who would rather slander a life preserver. Some people put an eggshell in coffee, and I think that is good. But a spool of linen thread... Is not so good. Pee-wee used a spool of linen thread in his coffee. At all events, there was a spool of linen thread in the coffee pot and several emergency buttons. Are these supposed to flavor it? Townsend asked. They happen to be in there, said Pee-wee. Hadn't we better strain it for needles and hooks and eyes and things? Don't you know scouts have to economize space? Pee-wee shouted. You put one thing in another when you're packing camping things. See if there's a bottle of ink in it. Townsend fished around the coffee pot with a lead pencil and pronounced it free of other contents. They drank their coffee, one out of a collapsible metal cup, the other out of an empty mustard can. Coffee is very good in such receptacles. It should never be sipped from a respectable breakfast cup. Never. But if you use a mustard can, be sure that there are no pieces of chalk or crayon in it. These things are good in tracking and blazing, but not in coffee. That morning, Pee-wee tried his hand at griddle cakes, while his patrol leader gazed wistfully on. 
they were not half bad. And when you come right down to it, coffee out of tin cans and griddle cakes not too delicate form a toothsome repast on a dull rainy morning when the drops patter down on your cozy little shelter and the little fire burns merrily outside and the landscape is hazy and you have no forks or spoons. If you go to having forks and spoons, you will spoil it all. End of chapter 12. Recording by Jason Gerber.